Yo, what's up? Welcome to the Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jabril, and get ready for the show. Just a word of warning, spoilers ahead. What's up, guys? And we are back again. The last installment of our gangster film movie. Episode 19. How are you guys feeling? Doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Ollie, Ollie, that's a lie. Um, he's actually really tired. It's midnight for him. Well, it's pushing midnight, actually. It's it's close to, to 12.30 now. Um, so that's a lie. He's not doing well. You should see his face. He's tired as all hell. Yeah, um, yeah. I tried my hardest. I tried my hardest to sell that, you guys. <laughs> yeah, tried super hard. Look, we've been having a, a tough time, guys, for you listeners out there. Yeah, let's uh, just lay the cards on the table, let's, shall we? Let's lay let's the just... cards. We, we've taken a while to record this episode because of the coordination. We're in three different time zones that are not very favorable to to any one of us. Mm-hmm. So getting this episode together was was a insurmountable task <laughs> that we almost failed. We almost gave up on this episode. We were like, you know, we don't need to do it. It doesn't matter. Um, but here we are for the sake of our of our fans and for the sake of our own movie newbie podcast recording mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess what is the movie? What do we have to watch? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so before I before I announce the film, um, I guess I guess I've got two fatigue podcasters right now because Jabel wakes <laughs> up at seven a.m. and 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 Ollie is it's midnight right now. So I guess I'm I'll be I'll be the carrier of energy because right now it's four p.m. for me. I'm having a beer. I'm feeling fab. Um, so right now the movie that we're going to be introducing, if I didn't, I, I believe I didn't say it already, but we'll be um, watching Infernal Affairs, which is a Hong Kong crime drama. Um, so it's kind of in the same vein as uh, the gangster theme that we introduced with Godfather and Goodfellas. And this time we're we're going to uh, Hong Kong cinema to uh, for it to teach us a little something. And basically, if, for those of you who don't know Infernal Affairs, um, but do know The Departed, it's the, the same film. Um, so Martin Scorsese took inspiration and wanted to remake this film, uh, which created a lot of buzz um, around cinema in itself um it was very influential and it came out in 2002 and it's a story between a mole and the police department and an undercover cop and it's you know web of lies twists and turns it's it's very very alluring and very engaging mm. and i'm very excited for for jabriel to to see it our our movie newbie awesome did you say infernal affairs yeah infernal mm-hmm. affairs don't get mistaken okay. by the other mm-hmm. movie called internal affairs in Infernal, um, in, <laughs> which is a good wordplay actually, because it's uh, from what I know this title to be. It's it's a reference to um, the the seven layers of of, of hell uh, in Buddhism, mm-hmm. and infernal being um, something about Avicii um, being the last level uh, of hell where the most suffering occurs, and infernal mm-hmm. affairs kind of pl- plays on that a little bit. Well, it's um, it's a play on the yeah, it's a play on the um. So like this, if I recall correctly, like part of this film is set inside the internal affairs division of a police outfit, and I guess you know by s- swapping out internal for infernal, it mm. plays on the the hellish nature that or the hellish environment that some of these characters find themselves in throughout the film. 
so yeah, it's going to be exciting and it's going to be a lot of, yeah, just a lot of unexpected turns. I think you're going to find in this one. And if you haven't seen the departed, have you seen the departed Gabriel? No, I have not. Cool. Oh, well, wow. then right. you're in, you're in for, for an absolute treat, um, with this one. Sweet. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I, I have to say with it. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to get to it and I'll catch you up for the, I'll catch you for the, the, the thing, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> the, 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 words are, <laughs> words are hard as well. It's yeah, no, so my it's brain forgive, is, forgive. is marshmallow right now. Yeah. Um, I'll be the mediator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, if you need help, I'll just mediate this conversation. But yeah. Between Anyways. All, between all and Shaver. <laughs> me no talk. <laughs> me no talk good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Catch you. Catch you later. And we're back, guys. Just watched Infernal Affairs, not Internal Affairs, because I almost accidentally, no, accidentally, I almost accidentally watched Internal <laughs> Affairs, which is some like movie from the '90s where it's like it's Richard Gere, right? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely the wrong movie. We could have been talking about two different things today. I kind of uh, hope you actually, funny. yeah, that if you had actually gone ahead and watched that film, and that you hadn't been corrected, yeah. and then all three of us got together and tried to have a conversation about two different films without it's the like, other one knowing. It's like Hong Kong. You're like, <laughs> yeah, this. I thought it was L.A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, why did they yeah, cast you know, all these white people? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember Andy Lau. I was like, Andy Lau? Who's Andy Lau? He was in my film. Um, yeah. So, look, again, listeners out there, this is another. This has been another struggle just to get this um, episode recorded because time zones, time zones, man. Like, time, as much as you like to think time is relative for you conspirators out there, it's not. Um, it is a thing. Um, so, we. Wow. it's been a struggle to, to record this because you know singapore london vancouver it's it's all insane um so forgive the uh, fatigueness that may ollie might have or jabril might have because it's 7 a.m mm-hmm. for jabril and it's midnight for for ollie so maybe the energies won't be quite there but we're trying we're doing our best mm-hmm. it's so. all right i've got an i've got an adrenaline shot ready on standby in case my energy levels drop too low so i can bring it back in yeah don't worry yeah. about that. Gabriel, you've got sorted. the morphine, yeah? I, I just had a coffee, so I will oh, be... Oh, okay, cool. Oh, coffee. Um, yeah, that would have been better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will be yeah. waking Ollie, up. Ollie, you're a bit intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Infernal Affairs. Right. Um, it was pretty interesting. I don't know. Actually, you guys you guys start first. So, initial thoughts. Let me Let me hear that, and I'll give you my thoughts as well. Ollie, please take the wheel. Wait, do you want me to take sure. the wheel, or do you want to? No, no, I, I, I don't mind going first. So, um, I hadn't seen this film since hmm, probably since I was in my teen years, and I remember it being a really, really good film. And I think I was actually the one who ended up uh, recommending this for us to watch. And um, yeah, revisiting it, um, I admit that there were some parts that I think have uh, become a little bit dated since I last watched it. Um, I think there were some some touches, perhaps some stylistic choices that certainly belong to an era or to a, a, a certain, uh, I guess, a, a certain type of filmmaking that we're not so accustomed to these days. 
But, you know, we can get a little bit into that later. I think generally I, I really enjoyed watching this, actually. Um, it's funny because in my mind, I'm always, I was always comparing it to The Departed because I've seen The Departed um, probably about a dozen times. It's just a really rewatchable film, even if it isn't considered one of Scorsese's best. Um, but anyway, yeah, so as I was watching this film, I was constantly comparing it to The Departed. And I found actually that um, this film, I think, is in many ways, um, you know, as the as the project that the Departed was based on. I think this is actually um, better in it, better than it in many ways. Even though probably fewer people have watched it, I think it's a lot shorter than the Departed to begin with. It's only about it's a pretty tight film. It's like maybe a hundred minutes tops. I think maybe less than that, a little over an hour and a half. And the Departed is like a two and a half hour film you know, filled with lots of typical Scorsese excesses. But this is really tight. Like you've got all, it's got nothing but like the nuts and bolts of the story. And I think it moves, it's got a real muscular um, pace to it as a result. I really like the two central performances. Tony Leung in particular, I just think he's just incredibly charismatic and cool. I always have, I've always been a big fan of him, especially in the um, Wong Kar Wai films from the 90s. But um, in this, he's just yeah, really charismatic and he really brings um, a quiet suffering to his character that makes him so likable. Um, but I also like Andy Lau. He's, you know, he, um, he's very steely in this, very poised, but you get a sense that there is also suffering to his character too, which I'd like to talk about a little bit later. But yeah, it's just a really well-plotted, tightly constructed gangster film. It's, um, I think it probably delves a little less into the inner lives or the inner workings of the gangster life than the other two films that we've discussed in this theme have. But it is, it's more of like a typical thriller in many ways. But I think it has some interesting thematic insights into the time and place in which it was made, which is specifically um, Hong, uh, sort of newly independent Hong Kong, mm. um, which is something I'd like to delve into a little bit later. But yeah, generally, you know, in summation, I think this is a really fun little crime action film and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm. Sorry, Raph, over to you. No, yeah, that was that was that was excellent. I um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed uh, you summarizing this film. Um, <laughs> what what can I add? Yeah, I I, I guess um, I really enjoyed the stylistic approach to this film. Uh, it's something that perhaps The Departed kind of lacked. Um, and you're right by saying it condensed a lot the plot a lot more. Um, and we're probably going to be comparing The Departed a little bit in this one, um, especially since The Departed had more of a, I guess, a following or more of a viewership just because it's Martin Scorsese. But I feel like this one is really tight, really condensed and and, and really well structured. And because it's, you know, it's running time is only an hour and 40 minutes, like you said, it, it gives more pleasure to 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 kind of digest it. Um, and I found it incredibly engrossing. Um, and the plot just sinks you so deep that you end up being quite corrupted yourself. You're like, who do I even, who do I trust? What do I do? You know, you're like, you're just caught in this web of lies and it's, it's, it's quite, um, unnerving at times, but also just so incredibly, you, you end up being so invested in these characters and this plot, um, because the performances are, 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 across the board are, are incredible and including the uh i guess the villain of the piece um han han sam uh played by eric eric tan 
uh, he he really uh, kind of elevated the tension a lot of the times, and I really found myself quite um, moved by by his villainous kind of performance that he, that mm-hmm. he had in this film. Uh, so he's kind of a personal favorite of mine. Um, but yeah, just uh, a really engrossing film, stylistically uh, kind of interesting. You know, because it's 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 that Hong Kong mm-hmm. cinema flair almost. You know, the slow motion, those montages, those different uses of editing. You know, it's very. <laughs> what, what, I, what I can only describe is like, did you? <laughs> I thought sometimes it was it would suddenly break away from this really cool slick action thriller into somehow being like a Cantonese pop karaoke yeah, video. Music yeah. video. <laughs> Yeah, 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 a little bit. Like, a little like bit. whenever you'd have memories of the girl or, or something. It had it had those pagan opera vibes at times as well, with like yes. classical music, classical music coming in, and yeah, just these like slow motion black and white shots that you're just kind of thrown in there, and you like you know with a mess, especially with a Western perspective, you're like, what's going on here? Whereas for Hong Kong cinema, this was kind of uh, accustomed, you know, this was kind of this was the norm. But, you know, seeing it from a different perspective, it definitely kind of throws you off a little bit. But I really enjoyed that, that approach. I found it to be a really um, interesting way to tell the story. So, yeah, uh, overall, a, a great film that I thoroughly enjoyed. Nice. Um, yeah, so for me, I guess you guys pretty much hit the nail on everything there. Um, it's what we do. I don't know what else I could add. Uh, I guess... Did you guys see the cuz the this movie was a trilogy, right? Mm. So, mm. I think mm-hmm. I I haven't watched The Departed, so I think The Departed was based off of the entire trilogy rather than just this first movie. So, uh, actually I might I, I I Well, I think I actually haven't seen any of the sequels, but I did a little bit of research into them. Yeah. And I think the second film is actually a prequel. A prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to what we've seen, to what we see. So that wouldn't have been covered in The Departed. And I think one or two plot elements from the third film have been were added into The Departed. But by and large, The Departed and Infernal Affairs Number One mm-hmm. are more or less following the exact same story. Okay. okay. Also, a lot of like scenes themselves and pieces of dialogue are lifted directly so it's actually a pretty faithful adaptation okay cool mm-hmm. well because i haven't watched the departed so i don't know so the first thing that i guess the only thing that i could compare this to was um the anime death note which is not the same but you know it follows like this a person in crime and a person who like an investigator and they're basically trying to i don't know one step each other every, mm. every like every step of the way they're like trying to one up each other so i don't know that was the impression that i got um damn i'm trying to think of this movie sorry i'm still like waking up <laughs> um, <laughs> that's okay we can, um, we can help we can help you juggle your thoughts if you yeah, want. yeah 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 um, well, I mean, actually, okay. I agree with you with like the stylistic choices. It's kind of weird. I mean, I like I said in our uh, raid episode, I'm pretty like I do love like Hong Kong cinema, and and it was always like the martial arts movies. So like 
with the style, mm. with the the cutscenes and like the random rock and roll, and then the <laughs> the, the classic. Yeah, the music, music is not the music has so not aged random. well. I will say that. <laughs> like, okay, that scene in the beginning where they're both like listening to um, the stereo system. Yeah. It's like, it's like some old, some old canto pop song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's such a, it's, a, it's it's such a cool scene actually. I really like that they really? opened the film quite. Yeah, I think just generally like the yeah. exchange and the fact that you're seeing these two characters whose lives are going to be you know inextricably connected and whose lives are in many ways mirror reflections of one another. Mm. You see them sort of interact in a way where they don't know. I mean, obviously, you could say that's a bit of a contrivance, but you're watching them interact in a very casual way, looking, you know, not knowing who the other one really is. And it's saying more about the different stations in life that they occupy. Mm. You know, one of them started out in a more legitimate place, but, you know, through his work and through his commitments has basically, you know, descended further and further down and down the ladder and is now working in a lowly stereo shop where the other one is there basically, you know, uh, living the high life, have, yet having come from, one uh, uh, a much more illegitimate place himself mm. and is you know really living the yeah living the high life i guess mm. okay. and then i just felt like it revealed quite a bit about their characters mm. well yeah and i think but sorry going uh so, sorry yeah i think um yeah just wanted to finish my point um i did like the movie but it wasn't like ooh i i can't wait to watch this movie again you know <laughs> Like it was just, I felt I feel like it was way too outdated for me, and I kind of found it boring at some points. Like I found it really slow at some points. Did you have a um, hard time following the plot? No, not at all. I just like. So what was it? The first sequence where they're where the they try to get the the drug deal done with the Thai uh, drug dealer. That mm -hmm. seemed that was a really cool, well paced, like, oh, like, oh, they're on the channel, and then they go, and the guy's doing the Morse code, and then they like it was really well paced. But then, when at the end of the movie, when he gets caught, like the main drug dealer or the gangster, I guess, um, yeah, I was like, that's I didn't find that creative in, in any way, it was like. I was waiting for another twist, like another turn at the end of the movie. And I don't know. I thought but that could have been done better. What follows, what, what, yeah, is, a, what, is what like, whoa, is my God. Nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the scene that takes place afterwards at the police headquarters when they finally have the kind of the kingpin um, there and they're interrogating him and they bring they bring the food over and yeah. he basically is in control of that scene and is yeah. in control of, of the entire situation is so unafraid, so not threatened by the police at all. Yeah, and I, I that, love that part. Yeah. I'm I'm talking about the second time when they when they bring him down. Right. Like right, they right, right, when he right. gets I mean shot. when 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 he's when he's but when he's betrayed by his Yeah, own, when he's betrayed by the mom. Um, by his own like commandante, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's the part where I was just like, you could have this could have been so much better. But it was like kind of boring. I found that that boring. Um, mm. And even on Netflix, which I watched this on, it like one of the things it says, um, crime, 
foreign, and then it says slow burn, and I was like, fuck, it's another one of these movies. That's crazy. I would not con- – Raph, would you classify this as a slow burn film? I would not, no. I would definitely not. There's so much plot in this film. There's so many yeah. twists. It moves at a mile a minute. Yeah, and the way it's edited, you you can't – feel like you're watching a slow burner but granted like um i i understand where where you're coming from jabriel um but it is yeah to 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 see that netflix would 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 label it a slow burner i mean for me i was i was latched onto this film from get-go with the editing just the editing is so fast-paced and sharp it keeps a certain rhythm to the film you know that 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 carries on to to the end of the credits sure maybe maybe there's one too many edits at times and i'm like okay you didn't have to throw in that because it can be quite jarring you know especially for your head you're just like whoa okay this is an artistic choice i get it and it's very different from western norm from western gangster films that we're used to seeing but um, but there is such different ways of telling uh, this narrative of of using different techniques to tell the story. You know, you got slow motion to emphasize the drama and elevate the tension. Uh, could it be too much at some points? Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, but it just it just gives you all of these techniques to tell the story and to like you know give it. A, such a different rhythm, which is which we're not. I, I think what the problem is is we're maybe not used to seeing films done in this fashion. You know, the flair for drama is there. It's, it can be overly dramatic at times, especially towards the end when they shoot um, Tony when he dies, and it's like <laughs> cut back and the slow motion black and white, and then yeah. they cut back again, and it's, it's the, the other person's sound. face. Yeah. So like I, I, I can understand <laughs> why people are like this is so not genuine you know like this this is not real mm-hmm. life but it it does have that artistic license to 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 bring it um, in a different world from 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 what we're used to and I think well just that, because it's different doesn't mean it's you know invalid you know yeah of course I mean it may it may seem for lack of a better word it may seem alien or foreign to us mm. the way in which they're trying to depict you know, high tech, high stakes situations mm. or tragedy on screen using, you know, various filmmaking techniques. Mm. But, um, and and yeah. they do that with the music as well, which you yeah. had stated that you thought was a bit outdated. I had thought that at some points it really does work. Um, mm. And it really brings on this like whole new element. It's like they're playing with all these elements and it's kind of, con- it's, it's very, innovatively constructed in the way that it it, it serves the story it's mm. all there to serve the story and because this is a story of so many different uh, so many different points of tension so many different layers and webs that all, the editing is also like yeah. that the the music is also like that it's all very just like it's kind of out there and everywhere um you don't really mm-hmm. know where to place it just like you don't really know where to place these characters you don't really know where to put the story because it's it sinks you deeper and deeper and it changes uh, just like the rhythm changes um kind of reminded me of and i think th- this film drew inspiration from john woo's face off but that idea of duality um is is seen throughout the film not just between the two main characters but between like you know that sense of contradiction between the the music you know it's it's like confusing yet alluring you know and the pace it's like bewildering yet it keeps you engaged so it's like it plays with these contradicting aspects just like the duality that this film serves yeah um 
I mean, talking about me, sorry. Um, when I say oh. it's outdated, just not outdated for right now, but even yeah. with within Hong Kong cinema, like a lot of the stuff that they've been using in that movie that they were using in that movie was pretty much used from the eighties and nineties, like in terms of Jackie Chan movies and all those martial mm. arts movies where the cut scenes are just like, boom, 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 cut, 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 cut. And then the contrast in music. And I was just like, wow, they're still doing this. Like, come on, man, it's 2002, but <laughs> well, that's I, very 2002 I, though. That's it's very, very 2002. 2002. To be experimental to be like, you know, a bit, a bit, I mean, you watch it, you watch a film at the turn of the century and you're thinking this is a whole new, this is a whole different deck. This is a whole different, well, it yeah. is a whole different decade, but this is a whole different like century almost. Um, and we were still, I mean, in terms of fashion, in terms of film, in terms of cinema, mm. we were all trying to find like our new footing into this new century. And I feel like 2000 and 2000, 2005 really envelopes that sense of like, we were all just trying to discover what we wanted to show yeah. in the world. I feel like they were trying to use new technology, but with like old school, at least not that old school, but they were, they were still doing, um, old tropes. similar stuff, old tricks. Yeah. Old tropes. Mm. But yeah, you were going to mm. say something Ollie before I said that. Oh no, I was just going to, well, I guess I wanted to, you know, take the conversation to a little bit of a different direction mm. and just talk about some of the stylistic choices or the visual motifs that are on display in this film mm. that I think are employed, you know, put to get pretty good use actually. And you mentioned, Raf, you were talking about contradictions, duality. Mm. And I think one sort of conflict you get here is the, um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the use of rooftops, right? Because mm. rooftops are oh, pretty yeah. prevalent in this film. And I think what's kind of cool about it is that, okay, so it's in Hong Kong. A lot of these sequences take place on, um, on the rooftops of skyscrapers. So these are buildings that are high rises, they're pretty high up. And you get the sense, okay, these characters can only feel comfortable having these really confidential sort of conversations this high up because it's so far away from the you know, from the public essentially, from from the public eye. But at the same time, you know, with the use of this aerial photography, we can kind of watch them from above. Mm. And so, you know, this film, it, you you can't ignore that this film certainly at least, you know, aspires to have somewhat spiritual connotations or philosophical leanings because you know it, the film opens in a in a in a temple for goodness mm. is sake for, for god well, sorry uh, uh my brain's it's not working either just just okay. so you <laughs> listeners out there know why he's just yeah why well, i'm mumbling. Just the um, of an old man well, where am i uh no anyway so the film opens in a buddhist temple it opens with a quote from um from Dante's Inferno, or was it? No, it was like from Buddhist scripture or something yeah, like was, that. But anyway, so you, you wonder if that aerial photography is like God's eye or something, mm. you know, or the that there is always someone or some presence out there that is that you are exposed to. And I also think like being on these rooftops, they're constantly in the sunlight, so it feels like yeah. you know who their what their true selves are, what their secrets are, being exposed. Yeah, it's a contrast from being know, like in the like, underground, like. Yes, absolutely. They're out of the open talking about such secretive yes. things. And that's that's something that really popped out to me. Like, I did enjoy yeah. the plot line and how... I mean, not the plot line, but... The symbolism? Yeah, the symbolism. There we go. Mm -hmm. Like, 
he's undercover, but you know, he's speaking out in the open with the inspector while the guy who's supposed to be the policeman is always like working in the underworld. I like how that Yeah, like his conversations works. with his 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 you know um his conversations with his own informant take place in a, like an empty cinema, right? Like mm. a dark theater. It's Storage very, um, room, like in secret, ex- all that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think um, those rooftop sequences or those rooftop shots were one of my favorite, you know, scenes in, in this film because not only do you... Uh, not only is it contradictory to being undercover when it's you're mm. basically overcover, you're over yeah. all the covers, you're you're above everything else, um, but it's also it, it's and 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 I guess maybe I don't know how many people see this this way, but the symbolism it represents with the the leveling um, in the. Uh, how do I say this? Well, in Dante's Inferno, right? It's, it's levels to hell. And this can almost represent a level of hell where he is in a contradictory place where he doesn't know what to do um, with his identity. And he's getting, you know, advice from, from his chief, but they're in this rooftop and it's, you know, it's all broad daylight and the leveling system being like, they're not in the, they're not on the tallest rooftop you know, in Hong Kong, they're kind of in like a middle ground, kind of a middle height uh, compared to like the, the plethora of buildings you yeah. see behind them, which kind of was wondering. the power of financial capitalism in Hong Kong. Like, there would be people working and they'd be like, hey, what are those two dudes doing having a convo like on that yeah. rooftop? Yeah, They could go to a coffee shop hey, or something. What they, yeah, what, what are they doing? Um, but it's, it, yeah, I, I feel like such a simple scene holds so much symbolism. And I think this film kind of has a lot of that, these kind of simple scenes yet. So, so deep, so profound, so layered in symbolism. And only if you are, yeah, like a cinephile like ourselves would you actually go and deconstruct what the hell this means. Um, but yeah, because this film holds, it holds a certain mythic to it that you have to look deeper than just two people on a rooftop. Mm. So and I think, I think, I think that that is something that definitely separates this from the film that was um, inspired by it. The, the, departed. the departed. I think that, yeah. you know, watching the departed, it's, you know, it certainly goes for a lot of things. That's kind of like a, you know, that film is made with the let's throw everything on the wall and see what sticks style mm. of filmmaking but i think this film like i mentioned before it's certainly you know ultimately you could make the argument that it's just a pulpy crime thriller but it mm. does there is something more going on it is talking about some deeper things and i think mm. you can see that in the ending because if i'm not if i remember correctly um does it not end with another um quote from script from like buddhist text or something does, yeah um let me see if i can get the the text up but if i recall correctly basically Jamie, can you so, pull that up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> episode 19 you'd think we'd have a hey uh, J- hey Jamie, well, can you do you mind fact checking this? we need like an editor or a producer <laughs> that's it we need a producer yeah. oh yeah but anyway um you listeners out there we're on the lookout for a producer and editor uh no i remember now so the the last scene of the film obviously lao gets away with it right mm. he he escapes relatively unscathed he's managed to 
tie off all loose ends and he's able to you, you can you can imagine go on and live a life as a successful member of the police department and no one will be ever will be none the wiser about his past but at the same it ends with a flashback to where you see him in training and he's watching uh um tony leung's character chan being uh, led away because he's about to go undercover basically yeah he got expelled right it's like yeah exactly and it's he's suggesting that this is probably the point where he wished he had taken a different route in his life because even though he got everything he wanted ultimately he's gonna maybe i don't know have to live with i don't know if it's the guilt or maybe the the loss of self perhaps the idea that he's going to be living with this lie or Mm -hmm. with this Mm. Um, terrible secret for the rest of his life and so he's never going to be free he's going to be condemned to live in a kind of one of the seven rings of hell himself yeah and, even and, though he and, got out alive mm, so it is going to be in an in some kind of eternal suffering um because yes, exactly. of the path he took because of the journey he he took um and i like that you know it gives it meaning it gives it you know more purpose um to 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 install this kind of mythic bubble around it so it's not just you know it's not just uh what you call it? it's not just like you know order versus madness it's not just cops versus criminals you know it's not just corruption versus order is what i meant to say it's not just like you know full of twists and turns but it has a deeper layer a deeper meaning to it which is yeah it gives it that mythical religious um theme to it Mm. Uh, which I think The Departed tried but didn't really succeed. You know, it it, it kind of embe- it tried to embellish it with Catholicism um, and the Irish, you know, American community. But uh, yeah, like you said, I think it was trying too much to to display rather than to um, rather than to secretly on. On, on unveil which this film kind of does in a way because you look deeper you find the deeper meanings of it um whereas the departed was cocaine it was drugs it was it was fueled with with this kind of like go 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 yeah it's martin scorsese come on like it had this like fire <laughs> uh which at times didn't make sense and leonardo DiCaprio just brings it even high, to a higher status you know he's fucking intense in the in, in the departed which is why it was so nice to, to to see this movie again and to see tony's performance um i don't want to say his last name because i don't want to butcher it but um tony's performance is more tamed it's more it's more restrained there's less outbursts you know that leo dicaprio outburst um so it was nice to to see that contrast mm. i right, well, say let's that talk one... about the performances sure oh, yeah sorry. but sure sure but but wait I know, I I just... want, now i want to yeah, know I what i was going to say <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna like point out like one, one, um, uh, one of the one one of the things that happens in this story that also that never that whenever I watch The Departed, that the part of the story where the character of the um, superintendent was mm. um, thrown off the roof of the building, that always seemed like a little too outlandish to me, and it still and, and I felt that way watching it when it happened in this film too. Like, how can you get, I get that the triad are really powerful, but how can you get away with straight yeah. up murdering a superintendent yeah. <laughs> in public, yeah. in daylight like that, you know, without any things repercussions? Like that, that just, it didn't make sense to me. I, I, mm. I was like, this is stupid. 
Like, <laughs> this, I really, a lot of it was film. like, this is stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what kept me are were the performances. Like, especially mm. the leading two characters, they did amazing. And I think they're known as like really, really big actors from, I think they were like, triple threats they're like dancers and oh, this, singers this, and this this film was like the um like the hong kong oceans 11 yeah apparently when it came out like everyone even like the smaller the you know even the um the, the actors goons. playing the smaller parts were all like super famous and mm. talented in their own right um but i mean even the the leading two they they were um the the lions of hong kong or something like that um the, the the tigers they're part of these like the group of five male actors called the five tiger generals and um yeah they 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 went through some like tvb course and then they became actors and they became singers like tony leung he's a very famous like canto pop singer like I know his face from like seeing his like cassette tapes at like Singaporean music stores, you know. I remember seeing him quite frequently in Singapore too. Well, not like yeah. f- physically, but like, you know, plastered around town in yeah. advertisements and stuff like that. I was like, I recognize yeah. that guy's face just from like my yeah. youth, you know. Yeah. Even the inspector. I, I, what has he been in? The inspe- the superintendent was yeah. um the superintendent. Yes. That's who's played by Anthony Wong, who was mm. in I remember seeing him in Hard Boiled. Ah, and yes, he was Hard-boiled. in like uh yeah and he was also in like the medallion as well that really cheesy oh my Hollywood god jackie chan film yeah the medallion <laughs> oh, oh boy shit. yeah see 2000s we were trying to figure it out we were trying to figure it out um i i love that i love that by the way just as like a like a catchphrase for the 2000s <laughs> the 2000s we were trying to figure it out it's <laughs> pretty much what it was it, in, yeah, I mean, in yeah. terms of art, fashion, and film, we were all like, it was, I mean, it was just, there was so much out there. It was like, yeah, we were, yeah tr- like tripping. We, we tripped in 1999, and then we were like tripping from 2000 to 2007 or 8. Um, I mean. Yeah, and he was like also. Like the flip phones. <laughs> yeah, like the flip phones. Um, he was also Initial D, which I don't know if you guys remember this, but Initial, Initial D. D yeah, the video game. I movie remember adaption. driving that. I remember going to Time Zone and 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 playing, playing that driving Wait, course. Who, who hey, was that was in, a dope who movie. Was in the D. It's like the drifting movie that basically inspired Tokyo Drift in a way, because it was like a really popular thing in Japan. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah, I remember this. And a very popular game too. Uh, it, it was playing. a game. I think it's a game adaption, right? Ah, okay. to, oh, and to, to movie, yeah. And it had Jay Cho in it, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. So for you listeners out there, I hope you're, <laughs> I hope you're getting all these references. Still, you, if you're yeah, not, are you still then, with us? Yeah, yeah. If you're not, well, you know, it's it's good research. It's good research to 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 find out who who all who all the, these pop culture references are that that uh, we kind of had in Singapore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I don't know if I don't know if I have any more to say about this film. 
Uh, I mean, we, we didn't actually talk about the performances. Yeah, so. we did. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we got a little bit waylaid there. So, <laughs> yeah. But all the point is that the caliber of actors involved in this film is pretty high. So all mm. across the board, you've got some pretty strong performances. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Jaber, why don't you tell us a, you know, a few of your favorite performances from the film? Yeah, so um, Tony Leung for me was the one who stood mm -hmm. out. Well, you know what, Andy Lau as well. I actually, actually, I liked Andy Lau's performance a lot more just because he was mm -hmm. more relatable, the struggle and things like that. I I hate well, to always mention this, but because I was a police officer in the Singaporean Army, uh, hey, Singapore yo. Police Force, um, there was a oh, lot of God, stuff. We can't get oh, we can't shit. get through a single episode without him mentioning that. Yeah, <laughs> I did NS. Shit, what is that? I have an alarm going country. off. Wait, one second. <laughs> <laughs> he will not stop talking about it. God. It's like we get it. You, you, My bad, guys. A firearm. My bad, guys. It's just like alarms going off everywhere. Um, hey, it's early. You know, you got birds chirping, early. you got alarms firing. <laughs> it's all of it. Yeah, so Andy Lau. I just loved... Um, like the way he, like his, he controlled his face, you know, like how mm, you could see emotion really face. clearly. Yeah. And he, very handsome guy. Yeah. Um, uh, very handsome. Very, very handsome. handsome yeah. yeah but, I think Tony Leung, Tony Leung's very handsome, man. He's got yeah. those, those dimples. <laughs> Gorgeous. <Yeah. laughs> Truth be told. Quite handsome lead then, wouldn't you say, guys? Very handsome, Lee. Mm, very handsome. Would you say more handsome? Here we go. Here's the big question. Here's the big question. More handsome than Leo DiCaprio and Matt Damon? Ooh. Ooh. See, okay, Western here's a hot standards. take. Um, here, okay, here's a, here's a hot take. Um, so people might just accuse me of, of being jealous, like, which might be true, but I've never thought Leonardo DiCaprio was um, that was that attractive. Mm. you know or at least as attractive as people had thought he was yeah um whereas i think tony leung is a very attractive man i think matt damon is also a very attractive man matt damon so, is very um, attractive um <laughs> mm. look at us wow <laughs> <laughs> what riveting conversations we're having um, um, when we're tired yeah. This has become like a who's hot, who's not list. <laughs> All right. Taking out Leo because like whatever. Um, because like, no. no. But I, I, I get what you're saying about Leo, you know? I feel like, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, before, okay. we, before we sink deeper into this mess that we've, that we've made. Uh, so you would say, J. Buell, that Andy Lau and Tony – well, Andy Lau is your favorite kind of – uh, character in this and, and brings the the best performance for you yeah definitely definitely nice. like just the interactions that he had with well no that's just the character i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore <laughs> i liked um, his in, i liked his i like seeing his character with his with his um around his, his wife. wife you know yeah. yeah because he never won any point betrayed any kind of like any anxiety i suppose over mm. like being caught out or being discovered. Very like I think good. not to compare it to the departed ones again, but with Matt Damon's performance, a lot of that focuses on how torn he is and how um, panicked he is about um, 
you know, stressed out he is, I guess, by about having to lead this double life and about potentially getting into trouble. But Andy Lau betrays nothing, I'd say, until that final confrontation with um, uh, Tony Leung's character on the rooftop. Mm. That's where he finally breaks down, and I think it's perhaps more impactful for that reason. Mm. True. Yeah. He, he remains collected and calm throughout until, yeah, that that crack, which uh, which it's it's very commandable. Um, whereas Matt Damon, I guess, yeah, has more guilt. He's more guilt ridden throughout The Departed, um, which can be exhausting. Um, but what would be your favorite performance, Ollie? Uh, yeah, like I, I think I said at the top of the um, at the top of the podcast, um, I think yeah, Tony Leung was the one who mm. really um, made an impression on me uh, leaving this film. Although I think yeah, there were good performances all around, really. All around, um, yeah. Just a mm. just a top notch cast. What about you, Ref? Yeah, I think ensemble, just a great ensemble. It's really an ensemble piece. It wouldn't work without you know everyone on board giving their all. Um, even if there was a lack of female characters, which I have to mention, um, yeah. the female characters that we do see, um, still give really, um, important performances that, that propel the story forward. Um, but for me, my favorite character, uh, as I mentioned is Han Sam played by Eric Tsang. Uh, he plays the, the, the kingpin, the, the, the gang leader, the triad leader, and he is such a, such a menace throughout, but so unthreateningly threatening if that makes sense you know he's he, he's got that yeah. he's got he that like duality as well kind yeah, of like it, well yeah. cuz he I, I i believe that the actor who played him was known more for his comedic roles before this yeah. and so maybe that. that kind of tension where he's not taking making the choices that you typically expect from a a dramatic actor he's kind of mm. zagging where people would zig yeah <laughs> that, that kind maybe like that's that. what was working for you mm-hmm. Uh, um, for me, shout yeah. out to the goons, the two guys in the car, always talking about, um, are they watching me? Like, how how oh, do you know? Yeah, like a if cop, a, like if a girl's ignoring you, then she's she's, she's a not a cop. Oh, she's a cop. Yeah, she's a cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, a cop. Right. I love I love those two interactions. But I I feel like <laughs> yeah, now I have yeah, to watch yeah. The Departed. <laughs> yeah, should, yeah. You know, you should. So so you can get um. A bit, a bit of perspective from what we're talking mm-hmm. about because we seem to have compared it a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm glad I watched this yeah. first. Yeah, Cause... but the, I'd like to, um, I'd like you to watch The Departed so we could all sort of engage in like a round table of, are you a cop? Are you a cop? <laughs> are you a cop? Hey, you a cop? That Don't get smart with me, all right? Are you a cop? <laughs> Uh, right, should yeah, we give that's... us a ranking? Should we give us a rating, guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's give us a rating. Are you a cop? Um, um, I'll go first. Yeah. So, generally, nice experience. I mean, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, ever. Um, Damn it. Like, comparing Ollie, it we to still haven't, we The still Godfather and Goodfellas, um, it's hard to compare those two movies to this. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fun movie. It, there's this ups and downs, you know, like it does get my heart racing at some points, but at other points I just really didn't want to watch the movie. I found it Mm. boring. So for me, I'm trying to think of like our, some, like our measurement, I'm going to give it, 
Um, 6.5 cocaine cigars out of 10. Nice. All right. Give me me one of those Um, cocaine cigars. Um, yeah, so I can. Yeah, I up. could probably use one of those right about now. Yeah, inject yeah. some life into my into my delivery today. Okay, um, so I, I'm going to give it. Yeah, so I enjoyed this film. I, uh, you know, I don't know if I would go so far as to call it like a masterpiece of the genre, but it's a really well done piece of genre filmmaking. Mm. And so I'm going to give it. And also, yeah, I think it's it does a little, have a little bit of special sauce. I think it's an important part of the story of Hong Kong cinema. So for that reason, I think most people should watch it if they have any interest in that um, in that scene. So I'm going to give it seven, hmm, seven old school. Ooh, what phones, were there flip phones in this film? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, they were all flip Motorola. phones. I think Motorola. Oh yeah, so, yes. Okay, definitely. Hell yes, seven, mo- seven Motorola's out of 10. <laughs> Hello, yeah, Moto. <laughs> I believe that was the big phone in, in 2002. Um, sweetness. Um, yeah, I, I think I might give it a, the highest rating overall. Um, I thought it was, I enjoyed the very specific style it um, presented to this film. It had, its, it, it had a very unique signature to, to the way it, it portrayed the the story, the characters. It was very intriguing filmmaking, and it was quite distinct. Like I could obviously see why Martin Scorsese was interested in making an adaptation, a remake of this, um, for Western audiences, um, because it, th- despite what we may think about this film or say, it's it was very influential. It 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 definitely had an impact on 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 cinema, and it placed hong kong even further into the map and kind of widened it uh, cinematically um so i'm happy that this film exists it's in constant motion it doesn't it doesn't leave you hanging and it jumps from beat to beat and keeps you engaged throughout um so i will give it eight high rises eight hong kong high rises out of ten sweet well all right we We did it guys we We got there yeah, well, we have to. We have one more thing left because yeah, it's, well, I think for it's you almost my there, favorite we... part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of every yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, wait, was there something else? Mm-hmm. Or should I should I hit it up? <laughs> you can hit it up. I think that's fine. Just do it. Do it. Go for it. All right, Ollie, guys. Ollie's sleeping as we. As we <laughs> you can away. hear it like that's his head hitting the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um all right guys well you know what it is don't forget to give us a like a share subscribe comment five stars thumbs up all that jazz and um yeah it's a pleasure talking to you as always and i guess i'll catch you guys in the next episode episode 20 and our bonus episode we're going to give you one of those again and we'll have a special announcement so oh yeah special announcement yes stay tuned for a special announcement (laughs) (laughs) all these all woken up stay tuned for a special (laughs) (laughs) i did the adrenaline shot you guys (laughs) i did it i'll be up for the next 37 hours (laughs) wait we're done let's do the next two films okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna watch it for two and three (laughs) (laughs) all right guys ciao hey guys 
If you like the show, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on both at The Movie Newbie. Thanks for listening, guys, and catch you soon.